0: have had some dating and relationship experience, and you've lived on this earth for a few years. You most likely have had some disappointments and have been hurt. I mean, that's natural. We've all been through ups and downs when it comes to love and dating, and it's easy to get hurt in love, so it makes sense why you might become guarded. I mean, after all, you have to protect yourself, and there is nothing wrong with being cautious. However, there's a chance you could be a little too cautious in your relationships and even when you're getting back out there and dating and you don't even realize it. Opening up to people takes time, okay? Any potential partner that's worth yours should be willing to work (laughs) to gain that trust, right? However, if you relate to any of these things, chances are, you might need to loosen up and let yourself go just a little bit more. And dating with trust issues that cause you to put up walls is really hard. I mean, without vulnerability and trust, a relationship is unlikely to move past the initial stages without substantial effort from both parties. And if it does, it's possible that the lack of intimacy would lead to more serious relationship issues down the road, like infidelity or betrayal because there's this like mistrust and lopsidedness to the relationship, or you'll attract like narcissists and other things that aren't good for you. And many people seem to believe that vulnerability is a weakness. And this is what stops a lot of people, especially when it comes to dating and relationships. And I find that there is even a misconception of the definition of vulnerability. Especially when you are first meeting someone, like I hear clients tell me all the time, "Oh, well, you know, it's TMI, it's too much information. I don't want to air out all my like negative feelings and woes, me and you know, like on a first date." But this couldn't be further from the truth. That's not what vulnerability is about. Especially when first meeting someone, it's more about how you express feelings and your willingness to open up and show your vulnerable side to a potential partner. And And that includes things that you love, things that you're excited about, your passions, things you like, things that you might not like as much. And then you get to see how they reciprocate, how they listen, which in essence sets up the path to build a meaningful and lasting relationship with them. But if you're still healing from past hurts, learning how to be vulnerable and trust again takes time. And quite honestly, maybe you never learned how to do it in the first place. But whatever that is, while letting your guard down will be easy, especially if your wounds are deep, remember that you deserve to have a healthy and happy relationship and that the past doesn't have to repeat itself, even though you might be really scared about it. So... How can you be more open and vulnerable when dating, especially when you have been hurt? If you have built walls up so high that nobody can see the real you anymore, it's only natural that you would experience some trouble while dating. Now know this, eventually, whatever you are too ashamed to reveal, whatever you're embarrassed about, scared about, will come out into the open over time if the relationship continues. And in the end, it's actually going to be worse because you'll be in an unhappy situation because you never express yourself to begin with. This is kind of like the rabbit hole that you can go through. Um, and it's like you're scared of opening up, but the one thing that you're scared about would actually help you create more meaningful connections. So it's not like stripping naked and exposing yourself upon first impression. But you could put the sword down a little bit, right? Like you could take some of that armor off that you might be wearing 24-7. You can learn how to be more vulnerable if you're willing to put in the effort. And it really does take some effort and it takes some work. Um, I'll just give you a few pointers just to start thinking about how. I mean, the first thing is always talk about your values and passions. Don't be afraid to share your interests and passions with your date that are authentically you. Like, don't try to make up something or be something you're not just so that the date likes you. In other words, they will more likely fall for you and appreciate you if they can see that passionate or even quirky side of you. The second thing is love yourself. You can't expect to build a healthy relationship if you don't value yourself. It really does start within. And practice that self-care or work on healing your past wounds before you commit to anybody else. The third thing is is really, and and you're going to hear me talk about this over and over and over again, all my episodes, is express your emotions and thoughts. Share how you feel on a date, what you like, what excites you, what are your passions, you know, see if your data is paying attention to you. Does he or she care about what you like? If you don't share how you feel, you won't get to see how that person shows up for you versus pouring all your focus on just them and their needs and their desires. And finally, learn to let go of the past. Letting go of past trauma is a must if you want to create meaningful connections. Do what you can do to make peace with the past. Get help. You know, this does take more that kind of inner work, and try to find ways to learn from your previous mistakes and misfortunes. Be careful of not overgeneralizing every little sign to mean that your potential date will be like your ex. I see this also happen. Like you're vetting on these, you know, people online, and you'll see one little red flag, or I call them pink flags. You're like, oh there he or she is again. So then you like swipe left because that's also not good, right? Well, with me today on the line, I have a woman who is trying to be more open after being hurt in her marriage and previous relationships. She's trying to learn how to share what she wants and find the words to express what she feels. And I hope I can help her do that and attract a healthier relationship. So welcome Stacy. Are you there? Hi there. Hi there. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for coming on. I, and I, Stacey, and you and I literally just met like two seconds ago before I finished recording. And to me, this is the best kind because as I always say, like these are real coaching calls and I know just a little bit from what you wrote me, what you're going through, so many people go through. So I'd love for you to just like introduce yourself, kind of share a little bit about you and your dating experiences and what you're kind of struggling with right now. Well,
1: my name is Stacy. Um, I do live in uh, Georgia, and I'm 46, and I've been divorced about five years. So, at, at my age, I was married for 23 years. So, the whole dating experience is a little foreign to a point. But so, my experience is mostly with online, and it's just it's very difficult to open up to not put that guard up because that's what I immediately want to do instead of going out there and risking uh, rejection or not being liked, I guess you would say. So it is, it's very hard.
0: Yeah. Um, do you mind sharing a little bit about, cause you said it, it's scary, you know, to just kind of expose yourself to rejection and other things like tell me about your dating experiences so far.
1: Well, um, so far I, I have been talking to a, To one person for a little while and we see each other on occasion, but it's just opening up to get, I would like to see him more, not necessarily every day, but just a little more and to open up to let them know that. Um, I have been on dates where I don't, I haven't dated a lot. I've never really enjoyed dating. It's just not a fun thing for me, especially with the online. When you get there, they may not exactly appear or seem like what they were on the site. Mm -hmm. Um, but just opening up and telling, like, if you like this person and you're trying to go that step further rather than just a small talk, it's hard to open up and go into that.
0: Oh, got it. Okay. Wait, you kind of, uh, something just jumped out at me when you said, I really don't enjoy dating. <laughs> so let's let's talk Mm-mm. about that first, right? Because I think there's some tie-in here to this whole process. What don't you enjoy about dating? Like, why is it hard for you? Or what what about it is hard?
1: I'm, I am a very, I'm a people person. I am wonderful in a group setting. I'm quite hilarious if I say so myself. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it just, when you're sitting down one-on-one with them, it's just awkward. I don't enjoy mm. the awkwardness of You know, if I could meet everyone in a group setting and then see how it goes from there, that'd be perfect. But that's not the way it works. It's just very awkward for me to sit down and, you know, I would like for them to carry on the conversation as much as myself. I am what you mentioned uh, previously. I'm the one that will pull out all their information rather than share in mine.
0: Tell me a little bit more about this, like, awkwardness. And, and by the way, that's not uncommon to feel more comfortable with, like, a group where there's other people to kind of help carry the conversation and it's more light, you know, kind of thing where it's almost like there's a spotlight on when, you know, it's just like two people. Yes. And, and so I, I wondered if that was part of the awkwardness, but like, what comes up for you in in that dynamic?
1: Again, in a group setting, I'm very open and whatever. But when you start opening up to the, the date that you're on, do you share too much? You know, like you said it previously, I mean, I tend to not share much about myself until probably several dates in, which I never make it that far usually. Oh <laughs> my God, Stacy! Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is probably the reason why, because they're probably like, who is she? <laughs> she just keeps asking me a bunch of questions. I feel. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> who is that masked lady? Um, yeah. Yeah, yes. Okay. Okay. So I think there's this, I mean, from what I'm hearing is there's this like level of exposure that you're feeling, you know, um, when it's, it's a little more raw and vulnerable, quite honestly, when it's just like you and the sky, right? So is it that like you're uncomfortable sharing, yeah, like the stuff about yourself and it's just super comfortable just really focusing on the other person? Is that just always been the case for you?
1: yes i that's absolutely the case instead of me going into all my past and background, I tend to you know want them to talk more about theirs. That makes me more comfortable to for them to be the talking about their past.
0: Tell me more about that like is there do you know what that's attached to like you know, even like when you were younger and growing up and stuff, has have you always been like that where you've been a little more like the people pleaser and you would make everyone mm-hmm. else feel good and that kind of thing? Like, did you learn that as a little girl?
1: Yes. Um, I was the youngest of four and I always took care of everyone in the family. So, yes.
0: Who ascribed that role to you? Like yourself, your parents, like would your parents put you in that role? Like.
1: No, no, I believe I'd put myself there. I, I wanted everything to be, go smooth and take care. I was the caretaker of everyone. I was the peacemaker. So.
0: Were there, was there turmoil and like things that were going on when you were younger where you felt the need to kind of just, yeah, like have some peace? Mm. What was that? Uh,
1: uh, Abusive parents, they, or they abused each other. So yes, that was a big factor.
0: Yeah. Do you mind sharing a little bit more about that? Like, what, what what, did that feel like and look like? And then, like, how would you kind of make the peace, so to speak?
1: Pretty much. Didn't want the other siblings, even though they were older, to see what was going on. Or we, the three of us, worked together to try to make the ship melt, sail smoother so no issues were caused with the parents. But then they divorced. Uh, Several years, you know, I was probably 10 or so. So then that was, it did get better after that.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did you see like a lot of like yelling and drama? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Which is super scary. Like, especially when you're a little girl and you're just, you know, trying to, it's like you're trying to make the pain go away. So is that where you, did, did you also divert that by being funny? Like, is that where you, you said you could yeah. be ah, yes. <laughs> would you make like your parents laugh and other? Absolutely. That was
1: my, yes, that was
0: my go-to thing. You know, you got to laugh to keep from crying. Do you see a connection here with what we're I talking do. about? Yeah.
1: When you point it out, I do. I don't necessarily see it. Without you pointing it out, but yes, absolutely,
0: I see it. What are you saying? Like, I'd like to hear just, like, the connections you're making for it right now.
1: Instead of rocking the boat with relationships, I tend to try to make it smooth sailing and just not say anything that I would think would rock the boat.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, to to keep everything at bay, and then just masking my emotions or feelings
0: to try to keep everything going smooth as well. Hundred percent. Like ding, 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 ding. Yeah, no, you, you, yeah, yeah right? <laughs> Like you, yeah, m- made that connection, and I, and I think it's really important. And I'll just highlight what you said because you know it, it's so powerful, right? Our our brains, and I talk about this a lot, are are like machines. And we mm-hmm. just always default back to what we know and where our confidence lives. But what even beyond that, where positivity and reinforcement also was. So, I mean, if you think about it, when there was pain when you were younger and, and what you were exposed to, you learned that by making the piece, being funny, diverting it, focusing on something else... Eased the pain. It somehow shifted things. So you learned, like later on, and now you're doing it in your dating life and relationships. If there's some sort of like scary type of um, situation, it could be the the fear of co- conflict, the fear of rejection, the fear of getting hurt again. You know, all this. It's like, well, I'll just do what I know, and that is, I'll just focus on somebody else and and make it all nice and package it up. And then I don't have to expose myself and, and worry about things getting worse. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. Yes, That makes a lot of sense.
0: Yeah. And so it's not to say, oh, well, I'm doomed because of this. It's in, I I just bring it up because our past is always connected to the, to the things that we kind of do in the future and the choices we make and also the patterns that get created. So what we're, now kind of talking about is the now what? So like, how do we break that pattern? Right. Cause we, we know now where it's coming from. Um, so now let's kind of move, jump to where you are now with this guy. Okay. So that you, mm-hmm. you said you want to learn how to kind of open up a little bit more. What, what scares you or what stops you from like talking about like your feelings and showing up more for you?
1: I think it goes back to rejection. You know, when you ask them, you know, if they would tell you kind of what they're thinking, you don't really know if they're in the same position that you're in or in the same boat. I'm not looking for my next husband right now. I'm not ready for that type of commitment. So Mm -hmm. that's not anything I'm after. But it's just, I guess, fear that they're not going to like you anymore without sounding too juvenile um, if you express what you're truly feeling. Yeah. How how many
0: times have you seen this guy?
1: Well, we've been talking pretty much off and on since July. Mm-hmm. And I've seen him probably about 10 times in that time frame. He does have businesses. So mm-hmm. he is busy with that, I understand. Totally. I'm not a needy person either. I don't have to have the constant validation of whatever. But so I don't see him very often, but he has been traveling for the last month. And so I know that was an, an issue. Of course, I can't see him while he's traveling, but it's been about probably about 10 times or so in six months.
0: Okay. All right. And so when you think about wanting to open up and express yourself and your needs, like what is it that you really want from him? And what, what, do you, what do you want to express to him?
1: You know, like to see him more, like to meet, not really, well, mm-hmm. no, I guess to meet each other's family or maybe him step back from working as much and spend more time trying to see about how we fit in together.
0: Okay. I mean, I think that I, I like that. Like, that's a really good place to start. You know, it's not that you're asking to be like boyfriend, girlfriend necessarily. You're not asking for like a commitment or a ring or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. Right. It's like you're, you're in, a, in your mind, you're wanting to see him more. And okay. So tell me more about that. Like if you, if you saw him more, what is, what would that mean to you? Like what, what would you, you know, benefit from, from seeing him more? And what, what would that look like?
1: I think because to get to know him better, I almost feel like we've talked, have been talking for this time period and I know things about him, but I don't feel like I know him if that makes any sense.
0: And I have a kind of tough question to throw back at you with that. Does he know you? Uh, probably, no, absolutely not. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's right. <that> two sides. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, it kind of goes back to what you put out is what you get back. Right. Cause I, you know, yes. I hear people get frustrated all the time. It's like, Oh, here I am. I'm attracting the unavailable. He's not really absolutely. available. Right. It, but then, you know, the pushback is, but are you, and so it's, it's kind of like, a yin and yang, right, give and take, and the only way that you're going to really be open to just, you know, I know that fear rejection is so strong, but I'm I'm going to say something that might help you in that what you're fearing, you're already creating. Like you're fearing that it's not going to like work out, that he won't want what you want, that you might be rejected ultimately the way that you are setting things up, it's, it's so disconnected in the way of like the progression of it and how you guys are emotionally connecting that you're, you're setting that up already for it to, to not like get closer. Do you see what I'm saying? So the thing Mm -hmm. that you're fearing, you're already like kind of setting up. So the only way you're going to know if things could get like better or closer is to do exactly what you said. And that is, express how you feel and like, you know, come from a place of what you want. So I'm just going to practice with you a little bit because I think this will help also a lot of people. Cause you know, it's like, well, how do I do that? You know, what's the, yes, right. Like what's the good words to use and that kind of thing. So tell me like if I were, what's his name? Fabricio. Fabricio? Mm Okay. Okay. Fabricio. Okay. Um, I thought you said like, I I heard something else. Fabricio. Okay. So like, (laughs) let's say I'm Fabricio. Okay. And so if in the perfect world, and let's say that there was no fear and no signs of rejection, like just talk to me about what it is that you're feeling and then what you're wanting.
1: Okay. Well, I feel that I would like to make a better, closer connection. Uh, to get to see each other more, to get to know each other more for the future part of the dating.
0: Awesome. Oh my God. Okay. That's a great start. That is a really great start. And I'm going to teach you something that I teach a lot of my clients. Um, and that is the, I feel message. Um, one of the things that you're doing in the way that you're requesting it is you're still keeping it a little safe by just kind of saying, More around the facts of what you want, right? Like, I would, you know, I feel like I want to get to know you more. I I would like to see you more, that kind of thing. And then you're just kind of leaving it. I would love to hear more feelings from you and how, like, what emotions come up for you as you're like wanting to get to know him. So, how are you feeling with just him in general? Like, are, are you feeling. Excited? Are you, you know, hopeful? Are you, you know, what kind of buzzwords come up?
1: Excited. I don't know about hopeful. I don't know that it would be something, and I know that Mm -hmm. sounds crazy way long term because what I want out right now is a, you know, a friend, a boyfriend, I guess is what you would call it, to go out with, to hang out with, to not go out with, to hang out with. Just so I would like, but I want to know them and see where it grows. And that's where I don't feel like I'm getting with him.
0: So it excites you though, to think about possibly getting to know him in a, like a, yeah. a, a deeper level. Okay, great. I mm-hmm. love it. Okay. So excited is a good, a good word. Tell me a little more specifically. And cause you know, um, for men listening, just, I, I, and I understand this because I work with men, they really do need more direction from us. Like just say like, as women, we think we're saying exactly what we're saying, but they don't hear like what that means. Like, I'd like to see you more. He doesn't know what that means because in his mind, he thinks he's probably seeing you fine. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm So what would be like an awesome amount of time or do you have like ideas of what that would look like for him?
1: Even going to his place to hang out or my place to hang out or us going out to dinner, just do that more often than what we do.
0: So how often, I'm going to get really specific for you because this is seriously, and I know this is going to feel really hard because it's setting kind of, more of a boundary for you and him and ideas around what that would look like. But this is how you're going to get what you want. And you're going to get to see if he's really available to you. Okay. So how many times are you seeing him on average right now?
1: It varies because of the the travel. Mm -hmm. But I'm twice, like in a week, this time but mm-hmm. it was like a month and
0: a half before. And then do you guys have conversations in between? Do you text each other? Do you talk on the phone? Yes.
1: We don't okay. normally talk on the phone. We do text daily, but we, yes, most like most every day. Yes, we do text.
0: And And is that okay for you? Like you enjoy the texting? Like, is that enough in between the times?
1: I'm not much of a phone talker. So yes, sometimes a phone call would be nice, but I'm okay with the texting. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so really, what you're, what it's boiling down to is that you would like a little more effort from him to see you in a more frequent basis, so that yes. you feel like kind of more of a priority. I think that's. I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of guessing that that's part. No, that sounds about accurate. Yes. Yeah, because I'm, I'm just getting the sense that it's, it's a, it's at this kind of casualness state where it's like, oh, okay, I'll see, I'll see her when I can, mm-hmm. and not mm-hmm. enough like inertia with it you know an intention and i think that's where that's what you got to be like more clear about because mm-hmm. again in his mind he may think that you're totally fine with the way things are at and he can have his cake and eat it too and just be like mm-hmm. oh yeah hey i sam and tom want to get together like no there needs to be also it sounds like more planning yes so i, de- I definitely am a planner so yes, absolutely. There you go. So this is what you need to express to him. Do you see like how we're getting a little mm-hmm. more like specific? So it's like you you start out with a feeling that you're having and, and quite honestly, there's positive feelings. Like the whole reason why you're talking to him is because you're excited to see where this could go and how it can deepen. So I, I think it's a yeah. really great place to start. And then you kind of move into what you would like, and then you kind of, Ask for some ideas and then see how he feels. So the formula is I feel blank. So you you insert the feeling when blank, then it's kind of like what you're, you know, reacting to. Mm -hmm. I would love it in the future if we can X, Y, and Z. And that's the formula. I feel blank, one blank, and maybe you do a little explanation around it. I would love it in the future if X, Y, and Z. You're excited to see where it can go. And I, you know, you can start with that and you can say, you know, I, I've been so, you know, happy and excited as I'm getting to know you. And that's why I was hoping to find ways that we could see each other more. And you could even say, I'm, I I miss you, or I get a little sad when I don't see you as much as, you know, I want to. And then you kind of go into some ideas. I would love it in the future if we could come up with ideas around how we can see each other more, such as, you know, planning outings. And then you give him like ideas around it. Okay. So I want you to practice it because that's going to be the best way for you to then say it. Cause this is going to be super weird and scary for you. Cause you're not used to sh- like letting people know what you want. So try it.
1: Okay. So what am I doing
0: that I would like to? I feel, and so start with your okay. feeling.
1: Okay. I feel excited when I get to see you. I would love
0: to see if we could make seeing each other off more often. Exactly. Now, now say a little bit more, like, what does that look like? Okay. Such as? I, would, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would know love... this is hard.
1: <laughs> Very. I would love for us to maybe meet and walk around town um,
0: and just hang out and walk around downtown. Okay, but that you're being you're still being really safe, Stacy. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> do you see how hard this is? You you gotta be more direct and asking for what you want. I mean, cause honestly at the end of the day, just seeing him and, and walking around town, that's not really gonna do it. Like you, you're wanting <laughs> Right, come on, let's be real. You're wanting more frequency, you want more consistency, and you want to feel like a priority. Those are the three things you're really yes. trying to, right? Okay, so write those things down. I am. Good. All right, try to expand the 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 walks. I mean, like that that's not really it. You're dancing around it again. Okay.
1: So, I would love it and I do I enjoy walking around town. I, I enjoy that. I would love to do that. Um, maybe I would enjoy if we met for dinner more often or at each other's houses to get to know each other more and just to see where
0: everything goes. Okay, better, better. Don't <laughs> omit the word maybe because see, that's you being <laughs> <more> scared. <laughs> yes. I want you to practice saying it with conviction, right? Like you, you, you want to not use the word well I maybe or possibly do you think I don't know and if you don't like you're you're you know you're not being assertive enough with that and see what the reason why this is so hard for you is exactly what you should be practicing so that you know you really are attracting someone who respects you who can give you Mm -hmm. what you want but you're not going to get it until you show up more for you and this is like this little demonstration And, and obviously I, you know, a lot of times I'll just have my clients and here's like some homework for you. You can Mm -hmm. write down different iterations and variations of this formula and like how you want to say it. Cause obviously you you want it to feel like your voice, but Mm -hmm. I, the more specific you get, the better. And I would write down different ways and then I would practice it. You can practice it in the mirror. You can practice like recording it and, and then, you know, just say it out loud And then ask if you can chat with him about it. You know, uh, and just some ideas for you. I would say the amount of times that you would like to see, give him ideas of the things that you could do together. And then maybe in between when you're not seeing him, a few phone calls here and there, you know, like give him some Mm -hmm. choices and ideas. Now, after you make the statement, then you ask him how he feels. So. That's really important because sometimes people will say something and then if they don't ask the other person what they think, then it becomes more of a lecture and you don't want it to be like Mm -hmm. that. You want it to be a conversation. So then you say, hey, so like, you know, what do you think or what are your thoughts and how are you feeling like As we're dating, you know, like just get his ideas about it. Cause most likely he'll tell you, you know, it's like, yeah, like Stacey, I would love that. I didn't, you know, he might come back and say, I had no clue you wanted that because you're not like you don't really say anything about that, you know, like Mm -hmm. and then that will help you know that you need to express yourself more. Or he might just say to you, you know, I, I can only do what I can do. Like I can't have all this like stuff on me and and scheduling and stuff like that. Well whatever. So then you have your answer either way, and then you don't have to sit Mm -hmm. there twiddling your thumbs trying to figure out, you know, what's going on. Was that helpful?
1: Yes, very, very much so. I just have to uh, be confident to do it.
0: Yeah, and it's, like I said, I'm giving you a new language, and you you didn't learn this language growing up. You you learn the opposite. You learn to dance around things and make the other person feel good and just kind of go with the flow and make everyone laugh. And, you know, by the way, this is why you feel definitely more comfortable in group settings, because if you grew up in a big family and that was your kind of role, like, oh, Stacy will be, the, you know, the cute, funny one in our family to just offset all this, like, you know, painfulness that's going around. And Mm -hmm. so you become that girl, right? And so just the one-on-one is way more exposing for you because you're not in that role. Mm -hmm. So it's just like the more you can put yourself in that role. And even as you're chatting with guys online and, you know, practicing the feeling words and the, and it doesn't have to be drama. It's not like, you know, let me tell you about my parents growing up at a first date. Right. That's not what that means. It means I love this. This is what excites me. I like that, you know, just like as we're practicing with, with this guy. So um so that's the first homework is to write down the I feel message, practice it out loud. The second thing is expose yourself to more situations that's one-on-one where you're practicing sharing who you are, what you like. It could even be like in the grocery store, picking up a, uh, a, a chocolate bar and saying to the guy next to you, oh, I love this kind of chocolate. Isn't this the best? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, just, it, it's just time to get a little more selfish and really show people who you are. Okay. All right. And with that, you'll attract more kind of like reciprocal relationships, something that you will get back. Because if you keep attracting the unavailable, it's because you're not. And the more you show up as available, then those people will like start like responding to that, if that makes sense. That makes, yes, that's that
1: you explained it exactly. Yes, absolutely.
0: Awesome. Stacey, you're, you're fantastic. Like, I don't know, like how, how are you, how are you feeling right now? And like, what are some takeaways that you're having?
1: I definitely am going to do the homework and try to express myself for sure. I feel a little bit more confident. I, I think that it gives me confidence to know how to word that what I'm looking for and instead of trying to beat around the bush about it and just be more direct with it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I, you know, you almost, you, you said a feeling where like, I feel more confident is a good, um, it's sort of a feeling, but it's also a state of being. And when mm-hmm. you think about being more confident, what feelings come up for you? I'm just like helping you come up with more feeling words.
1: Bold and just happy, I think. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Proud. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Like really like expanding on that state of being so that you let people know. Because And now you've let the whole world know on this podcast. By the way, did you even remember we're on a podcast? <laughs> no,
1: not got Yay! Talking, no.
0: That was my hope. <laughs> no, it was great. And I think everything that you shared was really, um, ugh, it's so relatable. And for you listening, hopefully you got some value out of what Stacy got out of today and what she shared. So thank you so much. Thank you. And thanks for joining me today. You listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And when listening to this, you realize that you too would like to be less guarded and be more vulnerable so that you attract a healthier relationship, as always, as always. I offer these free calls like I just did with Stacey, but we just so happened to record it. But I do offer free calls with me privately. And just click the link you see on the show notes to book it. And I will help you map out a plan and helping you get there. And until then, remember, working on you is working on your love life. That's all for now.